0: A couple of weeks ago, when the air quality index in my neck of the woods was in the orange and red ranges, I got an email from WDRT listener Kathy Needert. She wrote, I've been putting fresh water out on my deck for birds, but I'm wondering if that's safe to do with Canadian wildfire smoke and particulates in the air these days. I hope you'll be able to advise me on this. Seeing and hearing birds gives me such joy. Well, anything living out there naked as a jaybird without access to houses or other human-constructed shelter must be well adapted to whatever nature dishes out, including fire. There have always been major wildfires, some huge but most fairly small, often getting doused by rain before too many acres are burned. Fires keep some plants, such as junipers, in check while supporting new growth. Some birds, such as Florida scrub jays, black capped vireos, Kirtland's warblers, and many grassland birds, require regular burning of their nesting habitat to provide the ideal vegetation structure. But even birds who require fires to maintain nesting habitat lose their nests, eggs, nestlings, or small fledglings when those fires take place during nesting season. And the more massive the fires, the more adult birds can be killed, too. As my college professors predicted half a century ago and Al Gore warned in 2006, global warming due to human activity has now reached the point of no return and the effects are snowballing at ever-accelerating rates. As of June 25th, this is Canada's worst fire season in modern history. July 3rd was the hottest day on Earth ever recorded, until July 4th, when that record was broken. Climate scientists are predicting more broken records all summer, thanks to El Nino. The last El Nino was in 2016, the hottest year on record, and it looks like 2023 may break that record too. Thousands of human beings, or perhaps orders of magnitude more, have already died this year due to heat and smoke. These climate-related disasters are wreaking havoc on birds as well. Even as we must do our best individually and collectively to reduce our use of all fossil fuels, we still owe it to ourselves and our families, neighbors, and friends, human and avian, to ease the pain in the here and now. Running air purifiers, heat pumps, and air conditioners to make our homes safer and more livable burns electricity, just part of the reason Russ and I invested in solar panels that won't pay for themselves money-wise during our lifetimes. As much as I love my family and want to protect them, I also love and want to protect my backyard birds. When smoke particulates are floating in the air, my chickadees, hummingbirds, and other dear friends breathe them in and eat and drink what settles out of the air onto their food and water. With their rapid metabolisms, birds are much, much more sensitive to toxins than we are. Setting out fresh water in a bird bath or shallow dish won't collect more particles settling down from the air than natural water sources if we change the water every day or two, which we should anyway to prevent mosquito eggs from maturing. I wasn't thinking about fires and air quality this spring when I decided not to set out my own bird baths. I was thinking about highly pathogenic bird flu. It's not been too much of an issue for poultry farmers this summer, and with so much other extreme bad news, the national media is not keeping up with it. But wild birds are still getting infected with bird flu, though we're seeing fewer cases. As of July 7th, The breakdown of the 85 June-July birds reported on the USDA's avian influenza website included only waterfowl, a cormorant, Gulls and terns, and birds of prey that feed on wetland birds. So, I think it's fairly safe to fill bird baths if we don't have waterfowl visiting our yards and if we monitor what's happening. If we do see any sick birds, it'll be important to close the bird baths down again. I'm filling my own bird baths again with those caveats. With all the Canadian wildfires, warbler migration is almost certainly going to be kicking in early this year. Another listener, Julie Medke, had an adult male blackpole warbler in late June, much too late for the northbound migration, and blackpoles nest where the fires have been worst. It's impossible to know what has happened for the poor birds who nest in that enormous swath of habitat. Providing safe passage to any coming through our yards is the least we can do. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.